0: my dear wanderers and welcome to the wonderful world kids podcast humans have always wondered about the glowing dots in the night sky and what lies beyond the horizon but our knowledge of the universe was limited due to our vision we couldn't look far into outer space but then came an invention that changed it all an invention that changed the world of astronomy. Something that allowed us to see stars and planets. Something that allowed us to see distant galaxies. The invention we are talking about today is the telescope. The term telescope comes from the Greek words tele meaning far and scope meaning to look a perfect definition for an instrument that helps us to look at distant objects. The telescope is one of mankind's most important inventions. The original inventor of the telescope is unknown. But the first person to apply for a patent for a telescope was Dutch eyeglass maker Hans Lippershey. In year 1608, Lippershey made a patent application for a device that helped in seeing far-away objects as if they were nearby. This became known as the Dutch Perspective Glass. After learning about the Dutch Perspective Glass, Galileo made his first telescope by fitting a pair of lenses in a tube. A lens is a disc-like object that is typically made with glass. It changes the direction of the light rays passing through it. With the help of his telescope, Galileo made a lot of important discoveries, such as the satellites of Jupiter and the hills and valleys on the moon. The main function of a telescope is to form enlarged images of objects that are far away. When we see a distant object with our bare eyes, it seems to be very small while it is actually very big. For example, when we look at the stars at night, they seem to be tiny twinkling dots. But in reality, they might be much bigger than our Earth. So, how does a telescope work? The telescope gathers the light rays coming from an object and sends them to our eyes so that we can view the distant objects easily with better clarity. The telescope consists of a tube that is mounted on a stand. This tube can be moved in different directions to look at different parts of the sky. At one end of this tube, we have an objective, which is a part of the telescope that points at astronomical objects such as the moon or the stars. On the other end of the tube, we have the eyepiece, which is what we look into. The function of the objective is to gather the light rays coming from the object that we are trying to view. And the function of the eyepiece is to send those light rays to our eyes. Now, to collect the light rays in the objective, we can use either lenses or mirrors. So, we have two different types of telescopes. Those telescopes which use lenses in the objective are called refracting telescopes. And those which use mirrors are called reflecting telescopes. The initial telescopes were refracting telescopes. They used lenses. Now, let's see how do these refracting telescopes work. The simplest telescopes have only two converging lenses. A converging lens is a lens that converges or, in other words, brings together the light rays passing through it by bending them towards each other. One lens is for the objective and one for the eyepiece. The larger the lens in the objective, the more light it collects and this increases the clarity of the image seen through the eyepiece. The rays of the light coming from the sun, moon or stars run parallel to each other. They pass first through the primary objective lens. The lens bends these rays inwards towards each other and they all meet at a point known as the focal point. After passing through the focal point, the rays diverge again. That means the rays now start moving away from each other. Here we need a second lens in the eyepiece so that the rays of light again become parallel. And that parallel beam of light goes into the viewer's eye. Since the light is focused, the image covers a larger area inside our eye and as a result, we see an enlarged but inverted image of an astronomical object. And yes, you heard it right. Telescopes show us inverted images. That is how light works in the telescope after passing through a focal point. But in space, there is neither top nor bottom. So, the flip of the image does not interfere with our observation. But if you want to see the image right side up, you can achieve it with the help of some plugins that can work with your telescope to flip the image back to its correct upright position. Now, let's talk about reflector telescopes. Typically, a reflector telescope uses two mirrors. The primary mirror is bigger in size. It collects and reflects the light back to a secondary mirror. And the secondary mirror reflects the light to the eyepiece. One of the earliest reflector telescopes was built by Sir Isaac Newton. Almost all large professional grade telescopes made today are reflector telescopes that use mirrors as their objective instead of lenses. So, what makes a reflector telescope better than a refractor telescope for observing deep space? As we mentioned earlier, in the case of refractor telescopes, we need bigger lenses to look further into space. But big lenses are hard to make. They get thin near the edge and break easily. But compared to lenses, bigger mirrors are easier to make and maintain. Also, the light coming from the sun is a mixture of different colors. And these colors of light bend by different amounts as they pass through the lens. So, the final image turns out to be similar to the real object but slightly deformed. This is known as chromatic abrasion. A solution to this problem was found by Sir Isaac Newton. The solution was to use mirrors for objectives instead of lenses. He found that even though the lenses bend different colors of light to a different extent, the mirrors reflect all the colors exactly the same way. By using a curved mirror, we can bring light rays to a focus just like lenses. This led to the invention of reflector telescopes, which use mirrors instead of lenses. Today's modern telescopes can even show us astronomical objects using the light that is invisible to naked human eyes. What is invisible light? The light emitted by the sun and other stars consists of many different types of rays such as X-rays, infrared rays, gamma rays, ultraviolet rays and visible light rays. And out of these, as the name suggests, we can see only the visible light but not any other light such as infrared light. But astronomical objects can be observed in all these different types of light. If we have specially designed telescopes that can detect these types of light. And because of technological advancements, we have now developed telescopes that can detect cosmic objects using the entire spectrum of light, from radio waves to gamma rays. Now you might have noticed that most of the observatories, which are places with telescopes for observing objects in space, are located at high altitudes such as on top of a mountain or hill. And the reason for that is to avoid city lights. Today, light pollution is a problematic issue for observing the night sky. So, it is better to observe stars and planets far away from the lights of big cities. Also, it is better to locate a telescope at high altitudes because then there is less atmosphere between the telescope and the astronomical object. But why is atmosphere harmful for astronomic observations? Because temperature and density of air can change quickly. This affects the light emitted by the cosmic objects before it reaches our eye. This turbulence is what makes the stars twinkle in the sky. But this turbulence of light is bad for astronomers because it affects the quality of the image captured by a telescope. So, most of the observatories with big telescopes are located on top of mountains or hills. Our atmosphere also acts as a protective blanket for our Earth, letting only some light through while blocking others. So, we can see the best images of an astronomical object if we get the telescope above the layer of atmosphere and into outer space. And we have achieved this. By sending telescopes into space to orbit the Earth. Currently, we have many space telescopes orbiting the Earth, and the most famous of them all is the Hubble Space Telescope. It has taken pictures that have changed our perception of the universe. The Hubble Space Telescope was launched in the year 1990 and it makes one orbit around the Earth every 95 minutes. From space, Hubble can see planets, stars and galaxies much clearer than telescopes here on the ground. Instead of an eyepiece, Hubble uses digital cameras. This camera can record visible light, near ultraviolet light and near infrared light. But Hubble is not the largest telescope ever sent to space. That credit goes to the GEMS-Webb telescope launched in the year 2021. At three stories high and the size of a tennis court, GEMS-Webb is the largest telescope ever sent into space. It is hundred times more powerful than Hubble. It is so big that it had to be folded to fit in the rocket and unfolded part by part once in space. This telescope observes near-infrared and mid-infrared light and scientists believe that it will allow us to explore some of the oldest stars and galaxies in the universe. And that's it from us today. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you are enjoying our podcast. Is there anything that you are curious about? Let us know and we may be able to help you learn more about it. Please send us your episode suggestions at wonderfulworldkids@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Episode 10 is going to be our last episode of Season 1. And we have planned something special for Season Finale. More details about it in our next episode. So... Tune in next time to learn more about our season finale. In our next episode, we are going to talk about the origin of something that we all need all our life. But we cannot eat it or drink it or wear it. In fact, the only and only possible way of using it is by giving it to somebody else. So, what do you think is the topic of our next episode? Send us your answers at wonderfulworld.kids at Our email address is also mentioned in our show notes. This was episode number 8 where we spoke about the telescope. Thank you for listening. See you next week. And until then, keep on Wondering.